the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call. Area code 586-866-423-9578. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. My memory lapsing on me, Jed, just a little bit. <laughs> Welcome to the Bible Talk program. This is Pastor Emory Moss, where I'm ready for any calls that you have about the Word of God, about theology, about Christian living. And at the same time, I have a challenge uh, that's coming. First of all, though, I've got to cover something that was not answered. And I gave you folks in the listening audience every chance you could to get it, and nobody wanted to tackle it. So I can't let that one go unanswered. So we're going to Isaiah, and in chapter 45, Isaiah chapter 45, and verse... uh, Remember uh, this question that I asked that nobody called in on? I was shocked. Isaiah 45, we start at verse 6 where it says that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. Verse 7, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So the question that I had was, what does it mean when it says that God creates evil? Isn't that something that only the uh, devil does? And I put that out there, and uh, no answer came forth, So, but we can't just let it stand like that. So I've got to go into the, tre- uh, the teaching mode. What does that mean when it says he creates evil? Now, one thing I mentioned about it is that we have to define what evil is, 
right? Always, before there's biblical interpretation, there must be a defining of terms. Terms must be defined. And terms have to be defined carefully because if you get the wrong uh, uh, definition, then it can, uh, it can cause you not to get the right answer in terms of exactly what you're dealing with. Because I'm sure you recognize that God doesn't create evil in the sense of uh, satanic evil. So the question becomes, what does it mean? What does it mean? How do we define evil? And the Bible, by the way, the Bible does tell you how to define it. Number to call, area code uh, 586, I'm forgetting that number, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, where you can interrupt anytime you want with your own questions about the Word of God, just give me a call. Uh, and also, any questions you have, you can change the subject entirely just by your inquiry. All right, we thank you for that. If you'll go with me to Numbers. Numbers gives us a definition. It gives us a definition of what evil is, because in order for us to deal with it, in order for us to... Uh, uh, know what we're talking about, we've got to define our terms. Never attempt biblical interpretation without defining what your terms are. So, we go to Numbers chapter 20, and uh, let's look at it here. This is the children of Israel going through the wilderness. That's what's happening. It says uh, here in Numbers 20 and verse 1, Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zen in the first month, and the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. All right? Then it says, And there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered themselves against Moses and against Aaron. So they were angry because there was no water in the place where they went. Now, it always kind of brought a smile to my face that they would be so concerned about water when God had parted the Red Sea and all of them saw it part and they went over it. But it shows you that uh, our faith can be small sometimes, even after we've seen God do big things. It says here at verse 3, And the people chose with Moses and spake, saying, Now listen to this. Here's where we're getting close to uh, one of the things we need to interpret this. It says, And the people chose with Moses, they, they, they complained, in other words, and spake, saying, Would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Wow, it gotten that bad? Verse 4, And why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our cattle should die? Okay? Then they said this, okay? And wherefore have you made us to bring, to come up out of Egypt, to bring us into this evil place? They called the place evil, okay? Why? What was evil about that place? Okay? And wherefore have you made us, this is verse 5, uh, Numbers chapter 20, verse 5, and wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us into this evil place? Why was it evil? Here's the answer. It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates. Neither is there any water to drink. So the place was evil because it had a lack of good, the good things that they needed, the good things that were supposed to be there, they thought. Okay? And that is one definition of evil. One definition of evil is where something that lacks 
what is good. Understand, sex, S-E-X, is not evil, okay? As long as it is regulated to a marital relationship, right? It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> That's where it belongs. What makes it evil is when it is perverted and used in ways that it should not be used, all right? So that's one definition of evil, not like something that comes out of Darth Vader's hands or something and kills somebody or some kind of substance, but one definition of evil is evil is something that takes away from what is good, okay? So that's one definition uh, that's important for us to remember as we look at it. And then there's another one, another definition of evil as well, okay? Over in Amos, and in Amos, we see this term uh, coming up again, uh, and a kind of a, a, a lengthy uh, portion to read before we get to it, but it's very helpful. Where what happens in Amos 3 and 1, hear this word that the Lord hath spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up unto, from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore I will punish you for all your iniquities. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Will a lion roar in the forest when he hath no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if, uh, if you have taken nothing? Can a bird, this is verse 5, Amos 3 and 5, can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no, no uh, trap is for him? Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have nothing at all? Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and people not be afraid? Here we come. Shall there be evil in the city, and the Lord hath not done it? Now, that word evil here, taken from the Hebrew word yah, means destruction. In other words, when God brings judgment, it is evil to those who are punished. Actually, but it's good when God's judgment comes, right? That stops more evil from coming. But judgment that comes on those who disobey God, uh, it, that term for evil means destruction. So it's not that God creates sin, but we see that evil is what happens when you take away from the good that should be done. And evil also uh, is destruction. It comes upon those who disobey God. When Sodom and Gomorrah uh, uh, were judged by God, uh, definitely uh, they felt what was happening to them was evil. But what it was, it was judgment from God. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, none of you could get that question. None of you wanted to deal with it. I understand, but that doesn't stop me from asking more, nor does that stop me from uh, trying to answer any question you have about the Word of God. All you've got to do is dial that number, area code 866 866- Four two three nine five seven eight area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss on the Bible talk program where I will will take any question you have about theology about Christian living as long as it's dealing with the Bible friends we want it on this particular program and all you've got to do is give me a call all right. Then uh, let us continue uh, to another question, all right? A question that is, it's definitely one that you want to be able to answer. And I guarantee you in these times, this question will come up in a teaching session. This question will come up 
and Sunday school. Yes, it will. Okay? It will come up if you're teaching teens. It may even come up if you're dealing with adults. What am I talking about? Okay? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Go with me to Romans chapter 2. Okay? Romans chapter 2, verse 21. Okay? And if you don't have your Bibles, oh, you need to get it. Here, Romans 2, 21, Paul is writing, describing sin and sin that's in the world. He says, okay, in Romans and in, uh, but tell you what, let me do both chapters. Let's go to Romans chapter 1 first. Don't let me rush you guys. Romans 1, if you've got your Bible, verse 21, where, because that when they knew God, this is Romans chapter 1, verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Here we go. Verse 24. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness, through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up under vile affections. Even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meant. My goodness. And even, here's verse 28, okay? Here's verse 28, Romans 1 and 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, okay? Whisperers. Wow. We see clearly here, no doubt about it, absolutely, that homosexuality is condemned. And you say, well, you're right, Pastor Moss, it's obvious from the text that it is condemned. And the Bible is clear, condemning it here. Also, in other places we find uh, uh, homosexuality being condemned, regardless of what the, the world says, regardless of what the entertainment industry says, regardless of what politicians may say, the Bible condemns it, okay? Yeah condemns uh, this particular sin, as well as others. Okay? So we know that. There's no doubt ar around it. However, there's some, of course, who believe that, um, that homosexuality is not that bad. Okay? In fact, they don't believe it's bad at all, and they take umbrage when you and I come against it, okay? even when we use the Bible. So what they try to do is find biblical passages that can support their view. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, what are you talking about, Pastor Moss? That can't be so, because you just read, okay, you have just read in the Bible uh, what condemns homosexuality. How could anything else, you know, uh, how could they find anything in the Bible that could possibly support it? Well, 
when people are looking for excuses to do what they want to do, they will uh, go to the Bible and try to exploit it. Okay? Your job is to show them that their attempts to do it is futile because the Bible clearly condemns homosexuality. But how could you do that when you've got passages like this in the Bible? Where over in 2 Samuel, okay, in 2 Samuel chapter 1, okay, chapter 1, it says, okay, hang on to your hats, hang on to your seats. Okay. Here in 2 Samuel 1, 23, Saul and Jonathan were lovely and present in their lives. Okay? That's what it says. Reading to you from the Bible. Saul and Jonathan were lovely and present in their lives and in their death. They were not divided. They were swifter than eagles. They were stronger than lions. Yea, daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet and other delights, who put on ornaments of gold upon your apparel. How are the mighty fallen in the midst of the battle? O Jonathan, thou wast slain in thine high places. Then verse 26, I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant. This is is David now. I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. What? What is that talking about? Okay, here, Second Samuel, it's in the Bible. Okay, chapter one, verse twenty-six. I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very present hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. Okay. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? F45 Training in Rochester Hills has teamed up with GottaHalfItNow.com to offer you a great half-off deal. Get a one-month unlimited training membership to F45 Training in Rochester Hills for only $110. It's 45 minutes of functional training with a mix of circuit and high-intensity interval training. Team training, life-changing. Go to GottaHalfItNow.com to purchase your one-month unlimited training membership to F45 Training in Rochester Hills for half price and start your journey towards a healthy you. Fall in love with finding you. What brings you to Ireland, Finley Sinclair? I'm looking for something real. Critics are calling it a total delight. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited. 
and the best romantic comedy in years. I can't wait to see it all. If you like Notting Hill, you'll love Finding You. It's amazing. Finally something we can agree on. Finding You. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Now playing only in theaters. Dr. Charles Stanley. God the Father, through Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, came to live within us and to implant within us a life that we could never reproduce, never imitate, or never do anything to create it in our heart. Hear the series, The Encouraging Message from the Cross, this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. Download the free radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQB FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. You're on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, and glad to be talking to Jedediah right now. How you doing, buddy? Hi, you and Pastor Moss. Good to talk to you again. Good to be talking to you, my friend. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to ask me that question you were asking earlier. I tuned in afterwards, so I don't know what it was, or if you want to talk about Second Samuel 1. But I, I'm up for either one. <laughs> well, I, I, talk about what's on your mind. Okay. Well, I mean, to your question that you're asking now, um, you know, I think it seems like one of those, you know, what looks like an exception but actually proves the rule you know, when he's talking about all these women, we're talking about David, you know, who I don't know how many he was married to at this point, but he did end up marrying several women, you know, and he's saying, he's not saying that, you know, he's left, like in Romans 1, you know, left the the natural use, as the King James puts it, you know, and, and he's having like a sexual affair with Jonathan. He's saying, he's saying, despite, you know, the love to women being the natural thing, you know, your love surpasses that. Your love as a friend, and it doesn't mean as a lover, you know, surpasses that. And the other thing is that we need to be careful about taking examples from, you know, somebody like one thing that's never approved of in the Bible is polygamy. It does happen with quite a few of our, like, patriarchs and these leaders in the faith, but it's never something condoned by God. In fact, Jesus, when he says, he says in the beginning it wasn't so, God created them, you know, male and female, and he says that, in response to the Sadducees who ask about this guy, you know, and then this guy and his brother and his brother and his brother were married, you know, but he's not saying we should have some sort of concurrent polygamy, you know, like you have with David and like with, with the other patriarchs. And so we need to be, you know, even if he was saying that, which he's not, he's not saying he had, he had a homosexual relationship with Jonathan, but even if he were, it still wouldn't be an endorsement of it because you can, you know, these guys, you know, David, uh, I mean, my name's Jedediah, so I know the story of, of Uriah pretty well. But, um, uh, you know, David, David, we can't take everything he did as an example of, 
that's exactly how you should live your life, you know, or, or saying that just because somebody did something in the Old Testament doesn't mean it was right. Not that, not that he had a homosexual relationship with Jonathan anyway, but even if it did, it still would not be an endorsement. So. Well, well, I like uh, uh, what you've been saying. The thing is, uh, finding something that would, uh, would indicate that this is not by any means a homosexual relationship. What you said, though, does have some uh, merit. Uh, we know that uh, God's intent was for one man to marry one woman. Polygamy mm-hmm. was allowed in the Old Testament, completely shut down in the New Testament. First Corinthians chapter 7 says, you know, that you can only mm-hmm. uh, be, be married to one person. And uh, in the Bible, it was admitted that there were things that he allowed before the New Testament mm-hmm. was fully on the scene. But um, yeah. here... And you're, you're, uh, 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 anything that we could use, though, the, the, the wording of here is something that is used by some in the homosexual community to uh, uh, say that he was uh, that this was a gay relationship. Uh, is there anything mm-hmm. that, uh, what argument that we could use that would give us evidence more so that it's not? I think the burden of proof is still on is still on their community to to show that that's what he's talking about. You know, I think love, um, you know, we see love talked about in our everyday life, you know, and and in and in their everyday life, love between parents, love between all sorts of people beyond beyond you know like the marital bed, um, and and we don't construe all of those to mean you know that they have an erotic love, you know. It's I I don't I don't know what the answer is, but I think the burden. No, of no, I'm telling you, you're doing very good, right? Make that argument. You maintain if they maintain that, and you're exactly right, brother. If they maintain that, yeah. then they're the ones that have to show that it is. You know, used to be a day when uh, you saw two guys go uh, in a hotel. They were workers, and they uh, you know uh, went to the same room. Nobody said anything. Now, because of the times we're in, a lot of people just assume. If you see two men going to a room, it means it's got something to do with being gay. And you're exactly right. This does not necessarily have to mean that at all. And the burden of proof, uh, there's no, uh, in other words, the Bible uh, tells us about it, just as you mentioned, all the encounters that David had, the different relationships he had. I'm sure if there was this kind of relationship, uh, we would have to have more than this. So I, I thank you for your call. All right, appreciate it very much. A number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. We're on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Do we have another caller? Jacob, you're on the line, my friends. What can you contribute to this program? Hello, Pastor Moss. Uh, good to uh, thank you for taking my call and appreciate Actually, I'm driving and I listen to you reading Romans 2, and uh, I do appreciate hearing scripture. So it is wonderful to hear that. Uh, reason I'm calling, I uh, I would I would contend this, and I, I, I'll admit I'm a I'm actually a Republican precinct delegate too, but I'm an evangelical. The contention I would make in Romans 2, and this is from all I've seen in the last four years here. The contention I would make is Romans 2 is talking about they did not uh, consider God worthy of praise. The worship is the part which is missing. So that is what caused these other issues. So, and worship worship is required. I think, I think Christ's sacrifice has enabled the church to worship. 
and this is what we need to be doing. And so when, we're, when we don't do that, and there are, there are multiple reasons why we can't worship. It has to do with, uh, uh, I mean, I, w- I would say like people have, you know, you have problems with each other. You don't, uh, people have, uh, um, uh, what's it, I mean, they're, they're, like music gets to be an issue, right? How, what style you should worship in. I think the Bible commands us to worship, which I worry, to find a, find a group to worship. So um, uh, the, the connection, like for me, um, I, I think the, I, I, I particularly think that the platform, I mean, making this a political issue in, I think it was 2012 or so, was very foolish on the Republican Party. I mean, there are certain issues that I would, uh, I would, I, I personally say has, it's left to the church. Like when people are living together before marriage, I would say that's an issue. And But it's an issue that we would, I would, you, it, it's more like a personal issue that, that I would, I would, uh, if I'm very comfortable in a privacy of a person, I may, I may bring up the issue. But it is, it is a personal issue. So uh, I think the Republican Party was very foolish. Right now, there's a, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because uh, people ended up thinking the other side think, ended up thinking that hey, we are, we all just homophiles. We, we hate you, you. You're a party of hate, and this is how. And it's still, it is still this very big. Uh, challenge that we have to battle against that we have to come out and hey we're not we're not a party of hate and it is it is just uh, i mean I, I i think there were some very foolish decisions done like people want to stay in power and and they understand. don't care. I, I, hear what you're saying. I understand i don't take this as a political issue at all me myself i'm not uh, i'm not a political guy i'm biblical what i'm doing is dealing with what the bible says yeah it's not political for me in fact this was uh, written way before uh, there was any kind of Democratic Party or Republican Party. This is God's rule, okay? Uh, so, uh, so what it says here is, at verse 26, and this is a scripture, uh, Romans um, 1 and uh, 26, For this cause God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. It's not a political statement, it's a biblical statement. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lusts, one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was made. Now, in America, people are allowed to do what they want to do, but still there are things that people do that the Bible says are sin. So that's what I'm pointing out here. Uh, 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 the part, uh, uh, very quickly, is the cause. They, it said because of this cause. So what is the cause? That's what, that's what what I'm saying is the real issue, and and that's what's missing in uh, no church today. I mean, let's be honest. Let let's be honest. Where is that? I mean, you have you, the. I mean, Christ died for you. I mean, for and I'm just talking the church in general. He died for you that 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 enables worship. But where is that worship gone? Right, and that's that's the cause which is which uh, you know. I mean, he has paid that price to enable worship. So anyway, so I I think we need to. Humble ourselves. We have to come before the Almighty, and and you know there's this uh, uh, that's more the core of the issue. And you no, know, God provides us our daily sustenance, right? And so we worship back because of that. And for us, as, as I mean, but you're, but you're acknowledging that homosexuality is a sin according to the Bible, correct? I'm I'm, I'm just pointing out that verse is talking about the cause, and I'm just pointing out that. 
for me as a Republican, we have been branded as a party of hate, which which is not the issue, right? We are we are, we are just talking about our. I mean, we. Uh, I would say the contention is we. You know, love is the, to love is the ultimate truth. That that is how I would contend my party is. Well, we love uh, we love people, but just because you love them doesn't mean that they're not sinning. Jesus loves sinners also. That's why he died on the cross for their sin. My question, my direct question, is. Uh, what does the Bible say concerning it? Okay. And that's what I, I, I see you trying to get around. I, it's, this has got nothing to do with politics. It's got nothing to do with hating anyone. Jesus loved the adulterous woman okay, and stopped her from being stoned. But he told her, and John, go and sin no more. Okay. So the question is, looking at the text, uh, we have to ask ourselves, what is the text saying? Okay. And it seems to me it's saying that it's a sin. We don't hate sinners. We love them. That's why Jesus died on the cross for us. Uh, 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 Pastor Moss, the, the sin, the Bible talks of if you, when, when uh, like a, a marriage covenant, it's, it's a much, huh? much bigger issue. When, when people break that covenant, that's a sin. Like, no. I mean, and I'm no. saying that because, because that, that's a very strong issue in the, in the scriptures. That no, I would, the scripture I would, says, I would say my, scripture my, says my there's no such thing. Out as a gay marriage. No such thing as a man marrying a man or a woman marrying a woman. Yeah. Men are supposed to marry women, I, according I, to God. That's the Bible. I, 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 I guess I, I, no, I, I see worship as the part which is missing, and so there is a command to worship, that uh, worship the Creator. And so that's the part that I would say is the missing part. If I... Uh, uh, I mean, I have to be honest about what my beliefs are and, and my free to worship. That's where I would draw the... Absolutely, and, you, and I want everyone to be free about their beliefs. But I have to be someone who defends and shows what the Bible says. And we look at First Corinthians again because the Bible is our rule book. That, that's what we have to follow. And in First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Now you know, uh, know you not, and this is First Corinthians 6 and 9, that... The unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You're not deceived, neither fornicators, okay, and that includes a whole group of them, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. And that's where homosexuality comes in. Okay? For thieves, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. So here... Uh, we see in the Bible, Paul putting all uh, sins together, not just condemning one, but he says, such were some of you. There were some in that congregation he wrote to that had been practicing homosexuality and stopped. That's why he said, and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So no matter what the sin is, okay, all of us were born into sin, but we can be delivered out of it by accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. I'm glad to talk to you. I'm glad to get your point of view. Okay? Call me again sometime. Thanks. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Okay? I would like to, uh, maybe you might want to comment on what that uh, uh, person was talking to me about there. Uh, or you have an answer. What is this love that was going on between Jonathan and David? You want to talk about it? Give me a call. Area code 866-423-9578. You better believe 
This is one question I will not leave this program without at least giving you my answer to it. Right. Going to take a break. We'll be right back. Rams Horn of Rochester Hills is offering half-price certificates on gotahalfitnow.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F-itnow.com. Just in time for Mother's Day. $50 certificates are just $25, but they're going fast. Rams Horn of Rochester Hills is a great place with a wonderful staff and excellent food. It's the perfect place for your Mother's Day breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And with your half-price certificates from gotahalfitnow.com, how can you go wrong? For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org. A moment of destiny from Pastor Paul Shepard. Success is doing God's will for you. And God's will in your life won't look like God's will in mine. You won't end up looking like another person because God uniquely crafted you. You have your own sphere of influence. You have your own calling. God knows what he wants out of you. And he built into you everything you need to do his will. And I want to let someone know that success is doing the will of God. Success is not making a whole lot of money. If that's not in God's plan for you, then that's not success for you. And even if you get it, money isn't an end all. It's a means to an end. Pastor Paul Shepard is the senior pastor of Destiny Christian Fellowship in Northern California. The program is heard daily on radio stations across America and anytime at pastorpaul.net. Download the free Odyssey.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Live and on demand, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Odyssey.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to talk to Greg in Detroit. Greg, what's on your mind? Well, uh, I don't know the exact scripture uh, uh, that ties it all together, but uh, I feel that the uh, Spirit give me enough wisdom to, if a, a homosexual pulled the scripture out on me about, how David uh, loved uh, that uh, I'd be able mm-hmm. to disprove him. 
And, you know, uh, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In this case, the word fear means like a deep respect. Okay. So, and then let's, let's define the word love. I mean, there's different kinds of love, but in each case, there's no way you can show love without showing respect, without showing honor. Uh-huh. And, okay, something too, if we try to exalt ourselves, that's sin. That's what Satan did. That's what got him kicked out of heaven. He exalted himself. He was full of his own thoughts and feelings and ideas. So if two men or two women get together, first of all, that's, that's showing no regard for God or, or, or no regard for the way he made or wanted things to be. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. And then, and then secondly, how can you honor or, or, or show respect for somebody when you're trying to fulfill yourself, uh-huh. your own desires? So with those two, I would say that's what puts the person in the wrong place. Well, I've got you, and what you said is, uh, I would agree with it wholeheartedly, uh, but as you know, there are those who are trying as hard as they can to uh, uh, normalize homosexual behavior, uh, and in fact, uh, try, trying to tell uh, Christians who use the Bible, every time we go to the Bible, there were some kind of haters, and we're not. We're dealing with it just like we deal with, uh, with other sins. But what about this, uh, this verse, Second Samuel um, 1 and 26, I am distressed with thee, my brother Jonathan, very present hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. Now, you know, this is something that will be used by so-called homosexual advocates to try to push what they're doing and say they have biblical support. How would you interpret that? Well, I would interpret that as a priority that he put David's well-being before his own. Okay. That he was to fulfill David's purpose in, in, instead of fulfilling his own purpose. Okay. So you would say it's just describing their emotional and friendship kind of closeness, but nothing in that text has anything to do, uh, from reading it, with anything of uh, sexuality. Correct. Okay. I'm telling you, very clear, very concise. Uh, I thank you very much, and I thank you for your call, sir. All right, number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We're going to go and talk to Lady A in Oakland County. Hello, Lady. Good afternoon. How are you, Pastor? I like that. I like that title you have, Lady A. (laughs) It's anonymous. Anybody can pick that if they wanted. It was assigned to me. But anyway, that prior caller, I just got in from grocery shopping, and I you know, I was spending time this morning, and it was really, it was like in the Psalms, like 115 to 118, but um, I was looking it up while I was on hold, but there, when you guys were kind of going back and forth, I was thinking, well, is it a sin? Is it, is it eternal death? Yes, if, if we marry the same sex, and it's also an abomination to the body, our physical body. 
But um, and then I was wondering, well, I was hoping that the question would be responded like, well, if we worship, because I kept hearing this caller talking about worship, but that is most important. And, you know, if we don't worship, is it in the Bible anywhere that I doubt it? I have not found it, Pastor, that if we don't worship and worship wasn't really identified um, or defined, but we would not be going to hell if we worship. But but those that are born-again Christians worship for two reasons, and that was out of Psalm 117, 2, 1 and 2. And it says the psalm gives two reasons for praising God, his great love toward us and his faithfulness that endures forever. So we don't, when we worship, I want to make it clear, we don't do it as a payback or, an, you know, we have to do it. It's not, a, it's not a command. It's a matter of the outpouring of our gratitude. So mm-hmm. it's just a wonderful, you know, again, if we don't do that, some people go to church, their hearts may not really be the Lord's. But they do it as, quote, like a payback, in my own words. But for those that are truly born-again Christians, they do it for two reasons. And by the way, that's the shortest psalm. So out of the second verse, it says, For great is his love toward us. The faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. And that's why we praise him. That's why we worship him. But again, I don't believe we go to hell because we don't worship. Although, again, if you're not a born-again Christian, you must evaluate yourself and ask the Lord to reveal that. I would say this to you. Basically, it is natural for Christians to worship the Lord. That's not something that you even have to try to do. Uh, In fact, even in the Lord's prayer, as you pray that prayer, uh, you're worshiping Him, and then there's a remedy for sin. And that was given by Jesus, very lovingly uh, done, in John chapter 8. You know the story of the adulterous woman, where... He said yeah. in verse 7, John chapter 8, verse 7, because they were at his stoner. And when they uh, yeah. continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, because all of them were standing around with the stone, ready to stone this woman, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Okay? And again he stooped down yeah. and wrote yeah. on the ground. Everybody knows what he wrote, right? And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in her midst. Okay? Okay? When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thy accusers? Mm-hmm. Have no man condemned thee? Okay? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. But yeah. he said something that the homosexual community gets crazy when we say it. Okay? Because Jesus said more than that. Verse 11. She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. But he said, Go and sin no more. It's a a given that he knew her heart. And when I go to church, and I know that I sin, even on the way to church, and I get so convicted, but I ask the Lord to forgive me for my sins. And you can also throw in both known and unknown, but that's the easy. But if we know specifically... So if that woman had the heart of contrition and she 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 deserved stoning, he he caught her and said, Go and sin no more. And that's why we worship. We say, Thank you, Jesus, for cleansing us of all our sins, both known and all the future ones. But you see, we can't hold a bag of dirty laundry and think that we have a new wardrobe on. We've for got to do what you just said to and, and and not to tell people that they're violating the word of God. Okay, is one of the worst things you can do. 
It is a lack of love. They're making up their own. I love them because I know some very intimately in our own family. However, mm-hmm. when I yeah. when I realized back in the day, I was making up my own religion. If yeah. I want to pick and choose that sleeping around or swearing or uh, being a cheater with money or what, however you want, whatever our sins of choice are, we, we, when we know that we're wrong, we, we, don't, we don't walk around saying, well, God, that'll be our own religion, Pastor, if we say, oh, well, God will understand. God will understand. I believe, I believe what well, people have to understand, even the demons believe. So they the have bottom to line is, the bottom line is, there is no gospel unless you, that you're convicting people of sin. Okay? We become new creatures of Christ by inviting Jesus into our life and acknowledging what our sins are. And he did the most loving thing you can yeah. possibly find yeah. in John chapter yeah. 8. He said, go. I'm not even condemning you, but sin right. no more. When the Christian church, church now the time, Pastor, i got to tell everybody out there, from our heart to our, our truest desire is to bring more captives into, into what the truth is. So pray, everybody, that the Lord will reveal what the truth is. And remember, what Pastor Moss ministry is, confirm what you believe in the Bible. Because if you don't, if you think you're going to go to heaven holding your husband's hand if you're a man, and I just saw two women getting married today. And I'm with you. I wish we didn't have to take a break, but we got to take one. Sis, thank you for your question and your preaching. <laughs> We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. Through the years, Faith Talk Detroit has provided our listeners with inspiring Christian teachings and talk. It's now time for you to talk to us. A 10-minute survey has been set up at faithtalkdetroit.com to hear what you have to say about our station and the programs to which you listen. Complete the survey and you are automatically entered to win $500. Tell us how we're doing what you love about our local pastor broadcast, which daily ministry teachings and sermons you never miss, and, of course, a little bit about yourself for a chance to win $500. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to share your thoughts on WLQV-FM 92.7 and AM 1500 by taking our 10-minute survey. Please trust that your answers are exactly what we need to know to become a better radio station for you. Help us connect to the community. Take 10 minutes to complete our survey at faithtalkdetroit.com for a chance to win $500. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. 
Shop online at gotahalfitnow.com to discover great local deals and 50% off gift certificates for businesses around Metro Detroit. Spa Mariana, Birmingham's favorite day spa, is offering a $50 gift certificate for $25. Use it on an array of mind, body, and spirit treatments, including meditation classes, facials, or their signature Spa Mariana massage. Go to gotahalfitnow.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F, itnow.com to purchase a $50 gift certificate for just $25 to Spa Mariana in Birmingham. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Just so good to be with you. And if you enjoy this uh, radio program uh, that's with you Monday through Friday, uh, we would love for you to support us. Send us uh, donations to P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205, and make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Once again, 05877, that's 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205, make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We appreciate that very, very much, and especially we appreciate you listening, and even more, when you call in, like these wonderful callers we had today. What would I say? to a person in the homosexual community that would try to use the language that we see used um, by David referencing Jonathan and uh, uh, talking about the love surpassing the love of a woman. Uh, What would I say if they were using that in some sense to to try and support homosexuality? Well, what I would point out to them is that... Metaphors are used all in the Bible, in many different places. Uh, And uh, definitely, since the marital relationship is no doubt one of the closest, where two become one, uh, uh, just saying that their friendship surpassed that. I don't think it's dealing with sexuality at all, but, you know, the emotions. Uh, They were close. They were tight with each other. Um, But if someone would go as far as to say, well, it sounded like they're talking about a gay relationship. Um, if we go to Isaiah, we see God saying something that is somewhat similar, right? Where he says, I read into it at verse 12, he's talking about Israel. says in Isaiah 66 and 12, For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then shall you suck you, shall be born upon her sides, and be dangled upon her knees. Now listen to what he says here. This is God talking, and he's talking about himself. As one whom his father 
Comforts? No. That's not what it says in Isaiah 66 and 13. That's what you almost would expect it to say, because when we look over in Matthew uh, 6 and we see the Lord's Prayer, we pray our Father, don't we? We pray our Father who art in heaven, but notice here, Isaiah 66 and verse uh, 13 is clear. God, talking about himself, said, As one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. <laughs> now, why did he say, okay, as one whom thy father comforts? Huh? Why? Because, well, a father's love, as you know, if you've had good fathers, that's one thing. But a mother's love is something different. So, of course, he is our father, but that does not stop him uh, from using uh, a feminine term to describe emotion. Okay? So, I believe that that's the same kind of analysis we can use with uh, David and Jonathan. Okay? No problem at all. All right. I think my time is up. I can hear my music in the background. Is that right? There you go. This is Pastor Moss. Having enjoyed myself with you, look forward to being with you again. Keep reading your Bibles. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. This is WLQV. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.